Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. This is episode number 1612 and I'm very glad you're here with me for it. Thank you very much. This is the ending of my conversation with Bruce Valanche, the six-time Emmy Award winning comedy writer, songwriter, playwright, and also as far as our Star Wars galaxy goes, co-writer of the Star Wars Holiday Special back in 1978. Now, the interview picks up with me asking Bruce whether the Star Wars Holiday Special affected the careers of the people involved with it negatively. And most of his answer is actually a patron exclusive. So if you are a supporter of Star Wars 7x7 at the 2187 level, then you will get to hear an extra two and a half minutes of this interview that nobody else gets to hear. But there is a bit about Harrison Ford that Bruce says, and also about Art Carney, that will be where the interview picks up here on this episode. And he will also talk about his involvement with Star Wars going forward, which is comparatively very minimal, but there's a nice little note about Carrie Fisher there. Also about his encounters with George Lucas after the fact. And then the conversation is going to shift a little bit, and I'm going to talk with Bruce about his new musical, A Sign of the Times, and also a bit about the state of Broadway as it exists right now. So without further ado, here is the rest of my conversation with Bruce Valanche, co-writer of the Star Wars Holiday Special. I don't think anybody asked Harrison Ford to do any more you know, musical variety shows. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But I don't think that he, I don't think his world was lacking as a result. No, no. And I will say, <laughs> I mean, everybody seems committed when I watch the show. I mean, and B. Arthur's number is fantastic. She, you know, is fully committed to what she's doing. There's no oh, absolutely, sense yeah. of them going, What have I signed on for? Right. Yeah, they're all working at the top of their game. I mean, yeah, even Art Carney who I felt bad for because his character was essentially a device to translate what the Wookiees were saying mm -hmm. because uh, the Wookiees are, are they're, they're incomprehensible. And back then, the idea of using subtitles was anathema. They said, nobody will read subtitles. You know, now, the most recent Star Wars movie, half of it was subtitles <laughs> because they're, they're all speaking in some different language and, they're, and you know, so and also it's accepted now. I mean, back then it was exotic. So we had to bring a character in who translated every time a Wookiee said, oh, I'm so sorry, are you feeling one well? You know, I mean, he had to actually say that. So he was the intergalactic uh, Tupperware salesman uh, who was coming around. And he was, he was uh, we called him Morris the Explainer, because he was setting up the plot and explaining where everybody was, because the Wookiees couldn't do it. And they were the central characters of the story. Right. Uh, seems like a great idea at the time, maybe. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> it seems like an idea of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> idea. 
have you had any um it, like any desire or any other you know interest in you know star wars work from that point on like had you know did you think to yourself man yeah. i'd like the opportunity to do another star wars thing if i had the chance well, have you ever like uh, had i, I kind Lucas of or anybody I, else related to well it? i understood well carrie was a good friend of mine we wrote things together and uh i brought her on the oscar show a bunch of times, but, uh, it, no, it was never, there was a long period where there was like star Wars inactivity. And then he re he rebooted the franchise during that time. Of course, all the haters emerged about the special. So, uh, it was not like anything I was ever going to be interested in. And, uh, George and the process of disowning himself from the thing was busy disowning himself from everybody who had been involved in it, except the people oh who, Except the people from the, from the actual movies, who he who he of course kept up with, but uh, I mean I would run into him at Oscar shows and all that, and he would look down, he would look at the floor and just say hello, Bruce, and walk away. Because <laughs> I think my presence reminded him that there had been this this thing <laughs> that he was being you know still being uh, uh, excoriated for. Uh, the poor man. Uh. And for you, and I'm sorry that you've had to deal with any bile from anyone over this. Quite honestly, that's just it's, well, it's only it's psychic violence. So so far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right now, though, you are talking to me from Delaware, as I understand I it. Oh, but and, you're well aware. Sorry, I love that lyric. Uh, Mel Brooks yeah. wrote that for the producers. Washington Close to the Delaware, of which you're well aware. And I just yeah, keep saying it. it over and over as I drive around. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm in Wilmington, Delaware, doing a musical. I'm out of town with a musical. <laughs> it puts me Larry Gelbart, who was a great writer, used to say, uh, "If Hitler is alive, I hope he's out of town with a musical." Oh, and hopefully it's springtime for Hitler, of course. You're right, exactly. It's all worse. It all comes down to Hitler. But actually, this has nothing to do with any of that. It's a, it's a new musical that I've written using all of uh, Petula Clark's music from the 60s and a couple of other items because it's set in 1965 to 70. And it's an original book. So it's old music with a new book. So think Mamma Mia. Please mm -hmm. think Mamma Mia. Yeah, think think all twenty years of Mamma Mia, please. Don't you know, not Mamma Mia too. That's okay. You don't have to think that, but please, Mamma Mia. So we're trying it out. We're trying it out at the Delaware Theater Company in Wilmington. We start uh, previews as I speak to you. We start. It's Wednesday night, the twenty eighth of November, and then we we open it. We open December eighth, and it runs through New Year's. So uh, and it's a very it's a good show. It's called The Sign of the Times, and it's about a a girl who leaves Columbus, Ohio in 1965, goes to New York, enters the world of madmen, and uh, by the end of the show, she is one of the uh, early feminists. So it's about female empowerment, which I understand is a popular subject these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, although I've been working on it for a few years before that all had come back. That all happened before Me Too. And, uh, but it's a good show. I'm, I'm really happy with it. This is not the first time it's been put on, though. Is that right? No, we did it in, at Good Speed in Connecticut, which is a, a theater lab that does new shows. And uh, um, we did it two years ago. Actually, before, again, before Me Too. And so, so since, uh, since then, I've been, it's gotten more relevant than it, than it was before, ironically. Uh, and it was a big hit in Good Speed. So, of course, I had to rewrite a lot of it.
because that's what it has, happens when you're a success. You have to fix it. Of course. Right. It's, <laughs> and it sounds trippy. <laughs> yeah, it does. And is it potentially headed to Broadway then? It is potentially headed, yeah. We'll see. Not this production, a bigger production, but uh, but that's the goal, absolutely. I mean, there are New York jokes in it that I refuse to let go of just because we're in Delaware. Because I want I them to stay in the show when it, when it goes to New York. <laughs> yeah, that's a requisite, isn't it? I think. I mean, you know, that's that's one of the reasons to do it. I mean, obviously, you know, a show that gets to New York has uh, has more currency and, and a longer shelf life. I mean, Hamilton and, has a bunch of New York stuff, even though it's about the American Revolution, which you think is more like Boston and so Virginia. And, it yeah. does. It's ironic that Hamilton is... So so original and such a juggernaut. You'd think more producers would want to do original stuff, but no, they they want to do brand things and movies and old you know shows with old music. They're, you know, they're scared. I mean, probably because uh, everything is in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> but, Just on I the mean, side for have... any musical comedy geeks in the house. Right. I think you have a you know very winning idea though, and I wish you the best of success for it. And I hope that Mamma Mia is you know is a pale comparison to it. <laughs> oh, good. I'm with you. When all is said and done. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bruce, thank you again so much for taking time out of your schedule to chat with me about the show. I really appreciate it. Great. I'm delighted. And I wish Thank you the you. best of success. And, you know, the, again, keep your calendar clear for November of 2028 for that 50th anniversary. It's there. I'll wheel myself in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. Thanks. Take care. All right. That's going to do it for my conversation with Bruce Valanche, the co-writer of the Star Wars Holiday Special and the playwright for A Sign of the Times, which if you happen to be anywhere near Wilmington, Delaware, then by all means check it out at the Delaware Theatre Company between now and New Year's. That's going to do it for this episode of the show as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it. I hope you'll consider subscribing wherever it is that you are catching this show. And I hope you'll consider supporting this daily dose of Star Wars joy and getting a few neat rewards in the process by joining me as a patron at patreon.com slash SW7X7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say, may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.